The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Amen. I thank God for saving me. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I thank God for saving me. I thank God for keeping me. I thank God for keeping you. I thank God for all of his goodness, all of his blessings and benefits that he loadeth us with daily. God is a good God. I said, God is a good God. And all the people of God said, amen. Amen. God bless you today. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to this worship service. And we're here to give God the glory. We're here to exalt his name. We're here to declare the truth of his word. And I just pray that the Lord himself would give me the tongue of the learned that I might speak a word in season. And speaking of the word, this morning I want to read to you from the book of Daniel, the prophet Daniel, chapter 3, verse 14. Daniel chapter 3, beginning at verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready at this time, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? This is the question that, remember, Pharaoh had asked Moses. When Moses told Pharaoh in, the, in Exodus chapter 5 that his God would deliver them from his hand, Pharaoh said to Moses, and who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. They pretty much were saying, well, we're not going to trip over this. We have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. From the, from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image 
which you have set up. This morning, I want to talk to you about, in fact, I want to begin a short series, a series entitled Faith in the Fire. And today I'm calling this message Unshakable Faith. Unshakable Faith. Now here we see from Daniel chapter 3 that Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had set up a gold image. He had his own gods in whom he served. And because he had invaded and brought captive people from so many lands, not only did he have people there from Judah, and Judah had gone off in Babylonian captivity, but he had also conquered other lands and other people. And they all had their own different gods. So Nebuchadnezzar thought that as an act of unity, I'm going to get them to serve my gods. I'm going to get them to bow down and worship this gold image that I've set up. But not so with these three Hebrew boys. They were captives of Judah, from Judah. They said, they said King, we're not even careful to answer you in this matter. Why are they talking like that? Because they were believers in the word of God. They had faith in the word of God. And the word of God had established in Exodus chapter 20th when God handed down the Ten Commandments to Moses. Commandment number one says, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Commandment number two said, Thou shalt not make to yourselves any graven image in the likeness of anything that's in the heavens or any, anything in the likeness of that which is on the earth or even in the waters beneath the earth. You shall serve the Lord your God and him only shall you serve for your God is a jealous God. This was the word that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood on. This was the word that was the truth the ground, the truth, and the pillar of their unshakable faith. Now, as Christians, we all have faith. Thank God for that. Romans 12, 3 says, God has done unto every man the measure of faith. We all have faith. There's no argument about that. But we don't have, I should say, we all don't have unshakable faith. And we sometimes find ourselves in the fire, quote, unquote, in the fire. Sometimes you find yourself in the fire in your marriage. You find yourself in the fire with your relationship with your children. You find yourself in the fire because of your unemployment. You find yourself in the fire because it seems like all your finances are being consumed. Many others have found themselves in the fire because of sickness and disease. Some of you may be finding yourselves in the fire right now because of this coronavirus pandemic. But we sometimes find ourselves in the fire. Now the expression, quote unquote, in the fire is an idiom. And it simply means that you've encountered a situation. You've encountered a test or a trial that is so extremely painful, it is so unbearable, 
You're facing a circumstances that threatens to consume you. And in order not to be consumed, in order not to be defeated by this circumstance, you need faith in the fire. You need unshakable faith. Glory to God. There's three levels here in Daniel chapter 3. The Bible reveals to us there are three levels of unshakable faith. There are three levels. The first level is you believe God is able. What are you saying when you say God is able? You're saying my God can do anything. I have faith in the power of God. Then there's another level of unshakable faith. Well, the three Hebrew boys said, and our God will deliver us from your hand, O king. When you truly believe that your God will deliver you, then you have, promise, you have faith in the promises of God. That's the second level of unshakable faith. You have faith in the promise of God. But what if God doesn't deliver you? Are you still going to believe God? What if it doesn't happen when you think it ought to happen? What is it if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out? Will you still stand on that word? Will you still have unshakable faith? And they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, our God is able to deliver us. And our God will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, this is the kind of faith we need. We don't need a faith in results. We need a faith in God. Too many of us, we place our faith in the result rather than place our faith in the God who promised the result. God is always up to something good. So that third level of unshakable faith was, but if not, what are you saying? I have faith in the character of God. I have faith in the word of God. And if God doesn't move in this situation, then I know that God has a bigger and better plan for my life. Then I know that God has an overarching plan and purpose, has an overarching will. And I'm just, I'm just a player on the stage of God. I don't own the theater. God owns the theater. I'm just in the play. But I'm going to stand on his word. I'm going to stand on his word till he comes. But if not, I know that God is a good God. God is a God of integrity. God is a God we can trust. God is a God that's true to his word. His word has been settled in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall never pass away. And I'm standing on that word that's unshakable faith. So here in verse 17, was told to the king that there's three Hebrew boys that you brought from Judah. They're not bowing down to serve your gods. They're not bowing down to worship the gold image you set up. Even after the music is played time and time again. Because the decree from the king was at the sound of the music at the sound of all kinds of music, the sympathy of this music. In other words, there was no possibility to mistake this. 
So it just wasn't music from one instrument. It was music from the orchestration of instruments. And he said, at the sound of the music, my decree is, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, when you hear this music, you need to fall down on your knees. You need to bow down and serve my gods. You need to bow down and worship the gold image which I have set up. So it was reported to the king, there's three here that ain't studying your decree. They ain't studying your decree, king. And so the king confronted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He wanted to know, is it true that at the sound of the music, you refuse to bow down and serve my gods? You refuse to serve and worship the gold image which I have set up. And he says, I'm not going to go by what I heard. I'll tell you what. We're going to play some music right now. And at the sound of the music, at the sound of all kinds of music, you must bow down and worship and serve my gods. You must bow down and worship the gold image which I have set up. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king and said, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. There is no room for negotiation. There's no room for compromise. There's no room for give and take. Either you're standing on God's word or you're not. And when you decide to stand on God's word, come hell or high water, that's unshakable faith. We have no need to answer you in this matter. And they went on to say, if this is the case, if this is the case, king, you threaten to throw us and cast us into a fiery, a burning fiery furnace. But if this is the case, we would just want you to know our God whom we serve is able. Our God is able. Our God is able. He's able to deliver us. How many believe that God is able to deliver you? No matter what your fiery trial may be, you may feel like you've been cast into the fire, but do you believe that your God is able to deliver you? What are they saying? We have faith in the power of God. How can we have faith in the power of God? We can have faith in the power of God because of what God has said, because of what God has done. Remember Jesus after the resurrection. What did Jesus say to his disciples? He says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. He didn't say most power. He didn't say a lot of power. He says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. And Paul understood it this way when he spoke to the Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 3, the 20th verse, Paul says, Now God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Not only is that Holy Ghost power, not only that power of sound mind, but that's the power of unshakable faith. So we believe that our God is able to deliver us, O King, if that's the case. And guess what, King? 
We, we, we believe he will deliver us from your hand. See, it's one thing to believe in the power of God, but do you believe it'll work for you? Do you believe he'll manifest his power in your life? They believed in the power of God, but they took a step further and said, yes, we believe God is able, and we also believe that he will deliver us from your hand, O king. What did they say there? They said, we have faith in the promise of God. And what was the promise of God? What was the promise of God? If they didn't stand on any other promise, they had to stand on these promises that's recorded in Psalms 34. In Psalms 34, verse 17 says, the righteous cries and the Lord hears and he delivers them from out of all of their troubles. Did you hear what I said, saints? The righteous cries. We need to cry out to the Lord when we feel like we're in the fire. When the righteous cry, the Lord promised, I'll hear and I'll deliver you out of all your troubles. Not some of them, but out of all your troubles. Then in verse 19 of that same psalm, David went on to say, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God deliver him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. If you live a righteous life, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego live, if you live a life of faith in God, there will be occasions where your faith will be tempted, your faith will be tried, and even threatened to be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. But God says many of the afflictions of the righteous. Because you live in righteous doesn't mean nothing bad's going to come your way. But what it does mean, if you cry out to the Lord, he says, I'll hear your cry, and I'll deliver you from all of your troubles. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him out of them all, out of them all. So I believe, not only God is able, but I believe he will deliver us. He'll deliver you, he'll deliver me. He'll deliver us from all of, out of all of our afflictions. And somebody says, well, I, I, I thought I was standing on the word of God. I thought I had unshakable faith. Perhaps you did. Perhaps you do have that unshakable faith. Because you said, I didn't see anything happening when I thought it should happen. Well, your mindset should be, I believe in the power of God. I believe that God will deliver me. But if not, I know God is up to something good. Remember now all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the call according to his purpose. If you're in your heart, you know you love God. In your heart, you believe you've been called according to his purpose. Never allow your circumstances to defeat you. Never allow being in the fire to defeat you because God who promised it is greater than the fire. But if not, O king, we're still not going to bow down. We're not going to bow down to serve your gods. We're not going to bow down and worship the gold image that you have set up. Why? Because we have faith in the character of God. Our God is not a man that shall lie. Neither is it a man that shall repent. Our God, when he says the thing, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. Our God has already said heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall never pass away. So we have faith that even if he doesn't deliver us, he's up to something good. So we have faith in the character of God. 
We have faith in the Word of God. See, God and His Word are one. To have faith in His character is to have faith in His Word that reveals His character. So we have faith in the character of God, and we have faith in the Word of God. I'm reminded right now that Israel, and I thought about this, and Pastor Ron preached last week about the lessons in the wilderness. You know, when Israel got to the end of their wilderness, and all they had to do was to cross over the Jordan, and they would have been in the land of promise, Canaan land, that land that God had promised them, that land that flowed with milk and honey. But many of their hearts were gripped with fear. Many of them felt metaphorically that if we cross over this Jordan and go into Canaan land, and we've heard about the giants in the land, we've heard about how terrible the different nations were and how they might destroy us. So they were gripped with fear metaphorically. Crossing Jordan to them was like being in the fire. Moses in his very last speech that he gave to the congregation of Israel. And you'll find this in Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 I believe. Yes, verse 6. Moses first deals with the congregation. He's trying to assuage. He's trying to Lessen the fear among the people. And he says to the people, be strong. Be of courage. Fear not. For the Lord will go before you. For the Lord will go before you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. This was Moses' message to the children of Israel who were fearful and afraid. And then in verse 9, I believe, Verse 8, in verse 8, then he addresses his successor, Joshua, personally. He has a personal word for him. And he says to Joshua, Joshua, be strong. Be of good courage. Fear not. Be not dismayed. For God will be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Then we fast forward to the New, the, the, the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. The Bible says there, and as you have heard, and where did we hear it from? We heard it from Moses. God, God also spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. He said to Joshua, be not afraid. Be of good courage. Fear not, for I am with you. I'll go before you. I will not forsake you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So be not afraid, neither be dismayed. So we heard it from Moses to the congregation. We heard it from Moses to Joshua. Now we hear God speaking directly to Joshua. Then in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 5, chapter 13, verse 5, the Bible says, and ye have heard it said that he will never leave you nor forsake you even till the end of the world. What is God talking about that? Same promise that I made to Moses and the children of Israel. The same promise I made to Joshua. That promise is applicable to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even if the king insists on casting them in two a burning, fiery furnace. I'll never leave them. I'll never forsake them. In fact, I'll go before them into the fire. What does God do? He meets us in the fire. 
He meets us where we are. So if you find yourself in the fire, my God, just look up and know that God is there with you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Every in the fire experience has a purpose. It has a purpose. Now when Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego stood on their unshakable faith, Nebuchadnezzar, who fought, he had the favor of these three Hebrew boys. All of a sudden, he became furious. He became furious. The rage began to show in his face. He didn't want them to embarrass him. This was my idea. This is my gods I want you to serve. This is the image I made. This gold image. I set it up that you may bow down and worship it. And when he saw they refused, the countenance of his face changed as filled with rage and fury. So he decided to, to get three mighty men out of his army to bound them. I need, I need you to follow me with this. To bind them. In other words, they tied them up. Tied them up. And he says, I want you to heat this furnace seven times hotter than usual. In other words, I'll show you who the king is. But he didn't know he wasn't the real king. There is a king of kings and a lord of lords. Huh? He ended up seven times hotter than usual. They bound him up. And they're getting ready to cast him into the, the fiery burning furnace. And the heat was so intense. The heat was so hot. It slew the three mighty men from Nebuchadnezzar's army. But why didn't it slay? Why didn't it kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Because of the promise. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And they were cast into the, fire, the, the fiery furnace. That burning fiery furnace. They were cast into it. Bound. Bound with their turbans, their coats, and their trousers. And all the other garments. And they're there in the fire. All of a sudden, the king decided that he would look in to see if they were consumed yet. Huh? But remember the promise. I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. Even to the end of the world. He looked into the furnace and he said, did we not cast in three? But I see four men walking loose, unbound, walking in the fire. He said, no, 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 I see four. I see a fourth one. And he says, a fourth is in the form of the Son of God. We threw in three, but now I see four. What is God saying? You think you're, you're in this thing all along. You think you're going through all by yourself. God says, no, 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 I am there with you. I am in the fire with you. So Jesus appeared in the fire. And even King Nebuchadnezzar had to admit, the form of the fourth one is in the likeness of the Son of God. That was Jesus Christ himself manifesting himself in the Old Testament. And any times the Lord manifests himself in the Old Testament, we call that a theophany or a Christophany. In other words, he appears. He appears to perform his word. 
And I'm telling you, that same God is going to appear in your life. He's going to appear in your fiery furnace to perform his word. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.